Very good. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, as you all know, my name is Debbie. Some of you I haven't met yet, and some of you I'm looking forward to meeting over the coming weeks, um, and maybe our um, new person, Coffee and Cake, after the second service this morning. Um, this morning, I just wanted to just say, well, first of all, like the worship in this place was quite incredible this morning. I don't know if you sense that. And yes, the band put in a whole lot of effort. I know they practiced, they sounded great. Sound guys did an amazing job. But what really struck me this morning is the heart with which every person in this room came ready to worship God. So I just want to say thank you for coming ready to worship our King and our God this morning. Um, there is something so incredible about gathering together in one place to worship Him, to exalt His name. Very, very special. So, yeah, we just saw before, New Life Churches, it's um, really like just such a privilege, I guess, that we can gather together and um, that we can kind of share our resources with other churches and particularly that um, we can do that with our New Life um, family um, to help those who have been affected by the cyclone. And, you know, there's an, an analogy that it's frequently used for um, churches, and that's like the body. And so right here in this place, we're a body of believers. But we're also part of the wider body of believers in this region, in this nation, and across the world. And we're also in this church, part of a family, part of a body called New Life. And I'm just going to let you know a little bit about that, because some of you probably have no idea what that even means. So just a little moment of history, just very quickly. So the New Life Church movement began back in the 1960s, and it was um, kind of happened in a time of revival, or we could say awakening to the power of the Holy Spirit. And it was Peter and Anne Morrow, many of you will um, know Anne Morrow, um, they became the leaders of these um, Christchurch churches, South Island churches, actually Neville and Christine were kind of part of things pretty early on as well, and my parents were part of things early on, and I know Janet and other people um, in this church have been a part of um, New Life from quite um, near its beginning. So churches were planted all over New Zealand, growing to about 100 churches, and churches were planted internationally, um, particularly in India, and there's a heap of churches in India um, that are connected to New Life. I just want to show you a photo now of our um, national leaders, pastors Adam and Anita. Here they are. They're quite little on that photo because behind them, um, that was a photo that was taken at our last New Life conference in 2019. So these incredible people in the middle of the stage, they have such a passionate heart for God and for his church. They are just big believers in church family and in us being ones who just represent God to the world. So New Life Churches, as a family of churches, we connect together, we support each other um, as we continue to extend his kingdom in New Zealand. And so that can look like gathering together at youth camps, uh, leadership training um, during the week the, um, for us in this region, that all the senior pastors gathered together and we prayed and worshipped and um, talked together. Um, we have annual conference, which is happening again for the first time in, what, three years? It is happening in September in Wellington, and you are all invited. We'll let you know more information about that in the coming weeks. But it's just an amazing opportunity to gather with other whānau and worship God together, learn and grow together. Um, there's just something so special about being part of a bigger family, but where you carry the same heart and the DNA. Um, and I know that our youth who are at youth camp would probably say a big yes to that. It's just so special. 
All right, so we are in week three of Heart for the House, and this is kind of the what, the why, um, and the who of Thrive Church. And I'm just going to do a really quick recap on a couple of the things that Glenn um, preached on last week. So first thing, our vision statement for this church is that we see a church full of the love of Jesus, equipped with his purpose, transforming our world. That's our vision statement. That's what we see and what we want to see happen. And our first two purpose statements, the first one, Glenn talked about these last week, is belong. That Thrive Church is a place with room for everybody. And the second one is beloved. We are passionate about every single person that walks into this place, encountering the love of Jesus, knowing um, the revelation of the love of Jesus for themselves, and then out of that, loving others. That's what beloved's about. Now, Ephesians 3.17. This is a verse that God gave to Glenn and I as we stepped into the role of senior leadership in this church. And that verse is, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all God's people to grasp the width, the depth, the height and the breadth of his love. So established in love, this is the foundation for us as we begin um, being lead pastors of this church and we want this to be the launch pad for everything that happens at Thrive. You know, alone we can't bring the full expression of the love of God. But together, we can see the beauty of his love spread, released. But to be established in love, we actually have to be planted. And we had um, on stage last week the beautiful um, painting that my niece Mackenzie did. It's just out on the other side of this wall over here, and you can look at that later. And that's a, a beautiful painting on an olive tree. And that olive tree... Um, is flourishing, but it's also growing in a place where the, the soil looks a bit dry. Like maybe you'd kind of think, how could it grow there? But when we're planted, we can put our roots down deep. And in that place, no matter what the circumstances may be looking like around us, if we're planted together, our roots grow down deep and we flourish. So this morning, we're going to look at our next two purpose statements, and we're going to tell you a little bit more information about some things, a few announcements to make, and introduce you to some more of our team. But before we do that, I love the verse Glenn read out this morning about the church, about us being his royal priesthood, his holy nation. And Jesus himself spoke about the church in Matthew 16 when he was talking to Peter and he was calling Peter up and he said to him this, I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. <clears throat> now there's lots we could take from that verse but the thing I want to just focus on is that Jesus is building his church. Point number one, he is building his church. And the second one, the gates of hell, not even the gates of hell can overcome what Jesus is doing in his church. Now that word church there is the Greek word ecclesia, and that means to call out from and to something. So to call out and to something. And it's basically a group of people called out to an assembly. And it's similar to the Hebrew word um, that's used in the Old Testament for when the Israelites assembled, when they gathered together, especially for sacred purposes. So, you know, the church is God's plan. The church is his body, it's his idea, and it's his way for us to grow and thrive and spread and to represent him to the world. 
Ephesians 1, talking about Jesus, says this, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Such a big verse there. Jesus is the head. We are the body. But that body is the fullness of Jesus. Big thoughts. I love what Glenn said last week, and I think we've got a PowerPoint on this because I want you to see it as well as to hear it. Jesus put his name against a bunch of unique people, all with different perspectives, voices, ideas, and experiences, and said, you are called to be one body, unified, having interdependent relationships with one another that reveal who I am to the world. This is huge. This is a big statement that God would wrap his name around his followers and ecclesia and state, this is what I look like. This is me. This church is my body. Wow. Let's pause on that for a moment. How does that make us think and look at ourselves and each other? Um, Glenn shared some of the one and others that are spoken of um, in the Bible with us last week and um, they're either available today or next week as a handout to take away and I'd encourage you, grab those, look at them, read them and go, okay God, what do I need to be working on with you? Because our love for each other as a group of believers has to look like something. It can't just be a word that we say, oh yeah, we love each other, it has to look like something. It needs to look like more than just a quick hello on a Sunday morning. Yes, it is about gathering together, but it's also about serving each other, about seeing the best in each other, about pulling out the gold, like knowing each other by our prophetic words. It's about encouraging and practically supporting each other and doing life together. You know, imagine the ripple effects that we will see as Thrive Church really loves each other, like is talked about in the Word of God. We can't help but be noticed. Not that this is about being noticed, but people will notice when that happens. Our third purpose statement is become. We desire to live as disciples of Jesus, to continue to, to grow empowered by the Holy Spirit in every area of our lives. This is about His grace, His enabling power, bringing wholeness and freedom to us in our bodies, in our souls, in our spirit. It's about us being free to embrace our identity in Jesus. It's about growing and learning together, doing the journey with one another, being vulnerable, healing, becoming everything that God intended for us to be. And we'll continue to talk more about discipleship as this year goes on because I really feel at this time that God is calling his church to step up even more, to really walk as disciples of Jesus Christ. Maybe not like we've known it before, but I actually think there's a new kind of importance on this. And our fourth um, purpose statement is be the light. And we talked a lot last year. Our theme for the year was let there be light. And we talked about what it means to be the light. But this is about the fact that we're created to shine his light, to bring transformation to those around us. That it's not just about us, it's about everybody around us. In Matthew 28, the Great Commission, Jesus says to go into the, all the world and make disciples. And all the world looks like our own family units. It looks like our neighbours, our community, our region. It looks like this nation and the nations of the world. It looks like his cause becoming our cause. 
bringing God's irresistible kingdom, his love, his goodness, his kindness, his freedom, his supernatural wisdom, his healing, his justice into every sphere that we are in. You know, the Bible says that the whole earth is under stress, waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. That's big. It's waiting for us. So this is part of this is that recognizing that actually we're called by God, that he has gifted us, that he's graced us, that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and we are empowered to live big destinies for him. And it might look like big destinies in little things, or it might look like big destinies in big things. Day-to-day life and the big stuff. But we are all created for purpose, and God has good works which he's designed for every single one of us. We have our own good works that God's designed for us, and we have good works that he's designed for us as a church to carry out. He has predestined these over us. There's a call for us to walk in. And these plans are greater than our own life right here and now as well. These are plans that go beyond us into the generations to come, every generation after that. Now, Glenn, over the last few weeks, has talked about the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And these are all faith legends who we look at and go, wow, didn't God do something amazing in your life and through you? But each of these people received promises from God and they stepped forward in those and they saw some of them fulfilled, but they also died with unfulfilled dreams. They also kind of died um, with only seeing in part what God had spoken. They didn't see the full reality of what they were believing for. You know, their faith and their prayers were destined to become fully germinated and fully realized in future generations. Now, did you know that each one of us is actually living in the wake of other people's faith? We're living in the wake of their journey, of the previous generations. That's quite big. It's a big thought. In this church, we are walking in so much grace, freedom, truth, and in many spiritual and emotional health benefits because of what other people have done, what other people have gone on before us and done, what they've prayed for, what they've chosen to grow in themselves, what they've sown into, what they've stood for, what they've contended for has made a difference for us right here today. Now, all of those of you who are over the age of 70 right now, I just want to honor you. Thank you. Even though we didn't know it, you probably didn't know it back then, we needed you to persevere. We've needed your faith and your prayers, your time, your generosity, your courage, your encouragement. You made a way for us to be here. So for everybody in this room and everybody watching with us online, we thank you. And church, can we put our hands together for these legends? This church carries legacy. You know, the word legacy, basically often it's linked to finances, but it means something that is transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor. We carry legacy. We have something incredible right here that I want us just to recognize for a moment. The first lead pastor of the church, Trevor Bartle, is actually part of Thrive Family. The second lead pastor of this church, Pastor Lynn Frew, sitting right here, is part of this Thrive family, and she continues to pastor and serve in this church. 
The third lead pastors of our church, Pastors Chris and Ruth Dieth, currently live in Whangarei, but like Glenn said, Chris is coming to preach next Sunday. They have a close connection with Thrive. All of the lead pastors, this is actually quite unique, you may not realise this, is actually quite unique to have this kind of connection um, with all of our previous lead pastors, very special. And now it's Glenn and my turn to lead Thrive Church. As we lead, and then one day in the future when we um, pass the church to other leaders, as this church continues to grow, the call of God over this church doesn't change. It just keeps growing. We continue to hold on to the words that God has spoken over this church, and some specific ones are about this being a place of healing and well-being about this being a place of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we continue to hold on to these words and treasure these in other words as well. Going back to its beginning, so this church was started in 1988. This year, actually it was on the 7th of February, we're actually 35 years old. Very special. And next week we're actually going to take a moment to celebrate that while Chris and Ruth are with us in the church. This church was planted from what is now Gateway Church, which is down um, at New Life School. And this church was planted from that church with a specific intention. It was planted into the centre of Rangiora and with a focus on youth. Those words are written down and recorded in a book on the history of the church. It was planted into the centre of this town with a specific focus on youth. And it suddenly dawned on us in our first staff meeting for the year, we were just like, wow, our church continues to carry that plan of God, that call, that focus for youth. You know, the methods may have changed, but God's plan, his call hasn't. So over the years, over these 35 years, youth focus has looked like we had a youth group, uh, we had a youth drop-in centre and a cafe that happened, then we had North Canterbury Youth Services, which ran holiday programmes, camps, ski trips, training uh, for kids and for teenagers, and then we've continued on with the Youth Project, which is our Thrive um, Church Youth Ministry, and we've also over the years um, supported 24-7 youth workers. And this is something that um, Thrive supports financially as well. So 24-7 Youth Work, I just want to take a moment to talk about um, that for a moment. And so I looked on their website, and the first statement says, we want young people to thrive. I like that. And this is about building relationships between the local churches and the local high schools um, and primary schools as well. But this is about youth workers getting in there alongside students, working with them, being role models and mentors for them, being a support and an encouragement to them. And I want us to take a moment to celebrate our 24-7 youth workers, because this year we actually have four. And that is pretty cool. So yeah, let's clap for our 24-7 youth workers. We were hoping to have all of them in the room today, but um, one's away sick and one's um, away on holiday, but we have two of them in the room. One is standing up behind the camera, Liam Morgan. Let's give him a shout out. Um, and Abby Fraser, can you stand for a moment too so everyone can see you? Yes, you can. Come on. Just stand. Come on. Give us a wave. So Abby Fraser is new to the team, so welcome Abby, we're excited for you. She is working at Rangiora High School and soon at Borough School as well. 
Liam Morgan down the back, he continues as a youth worker at both Rangiora New Life School and at Southbrook School. Bree Chiro is now team leader for 24-7 at Rangiora High School. Sasha Duke is team leader at Rangiora New Life School and she's also a cluster leader for this region. Later in the year she's going to take on a community role as well as a 24-7 youth worker. The other person I want to shout out for, he's not in the room right now, but is Matt Van Tuen because he has just started this year on the 24-7 Trust. So that is awesome. And right now, church family, I just wonder if we would, actually let's just stand for a moment because it's good to stand up again. We just want to pray for our 24-7 youth workers. We want to pray for the youth of this region. We're just going to take a moment now. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing in this church among the, our youth. We thank you for what you're doing in this region for our youth. We thank you for our 24-7 youth workers. And God, we just pray your grace over them, your enabling power to give them the strength and the wisdom and everything that they need to do their jobs. God, we thank you for continued favour for them uh, with the high schools, uh, with the students and teachers they're working for. God, we just thank you for your strategies as they're working with individual youths as well. And God, over the youth of this region, we agree together for your plans and purposes being fulfilled. Once again, God, we just speak life over them. God, we call them up into their identity in you. We call them up into the knowledge of who you are, into knowing you for themselves, knowing your goodness, your love, your kindness, and your saving grace, Jesus. We just declare your plans and purposes over the youth of this region. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, take a seat again. We love and appreciate this team. And please, church family, be praying for them. Encourage them when you see them. Thank them for what they're doing. You guys are incredible. All right, another announcement to make. So we have some, oh, that's a gorgeous photo. Liam, you look very sharp in that photo too. Good job. Um, okay, our kids' space. Um, this is over at the loft. Now, some of you won't have been over to the loft yet, um, but you're very welcome to just pop over sometime before church and go check it out. It's a pretty cool space that we have happening over there. So we have an announcement about this, um, about a children's ministry. At the end of this term, um, Anne Walsh is actually going to be stepping out of her role as children's pastor. Anne has served and led so beautifully in this role for about three and a half years and just done an amazing job of loving our kids, of teaching them and training them and, and building up leaders as well. And we're really going to miss her in this role, but something that we're pretty happy about is that she's going to be in, the church, in this church room with us on Sunday mornings a whole lot more, which will be cool. So Anne's stepping out because she is wanting to step more into her teaching. She's got, kind of doing the re-registration process um, as a teacher currently and has started working at Fernside School. Um, Anne's going to continue to... Um, be part of like the ministry and the serving that happens at this church. She carries a big heart for this church and she's looking forward to seeing what else God might have in store for her in this church family. So I know what you're probably all wanting to know and that is who'll be the next kids pastor. Anybody want to know that? Anybody interested? Okay, so today it's my privilege to announce that Abby Fraser will be stepping in as children's pastor.
Now, Abby's heart for the kids at Thrive, I asked her this during the week, this is what she said, it's that every child will know and walk in the love, freedom and truth of God every day and that they will reflect this light to the world around them. Pretty cool. And I'm speaking about legacy here and as I was just kind of reviewing that this morning, I'm like, okay, as followers of Jesus, we all carry legacy we all carry something that's been received from a predecessor, an ancestor, and we all carry something that needs to be passed to the next generation. And it's pretty cool for me standing here knowing that my mum has paved the way for me in ministry. And everything she's done for this church is incredible. And if you could go back in time and see everything you did, she did um, with Jesus, you would go, wow. So you are amazing. You're a legend. And then it's a pretty special for me now to be saying and making the announcement that Abby, my daughter, our daughter, Washera, is stepping into a pastoral role in this church as well. So, you know, that's just kind of just a, like, this legacy looks different in different ways. But for us, for our family, that's just a little snippet of the legacy um, that is happening here. You know, Thrive Church is a place for great-grandparents to great-grandchildren, or it might be great-great-grandparents to great-great-grandchildren. You know, there's not many other places in society where those from every generation who are not biologically related gather together to learn and grow together. How blessed are we to be part of a church family where every generation matters, where every generation is precious and has a place because every generation matters to the heart of God. And every generation has a part to play. In Psalms, King David says, Even when I am old and grey, do not forsake me until I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. You know, tomorrow, it may not be today right now, but tomorrow our children will thank us for transmitting the faith that against all odds we didn't surrender. And I want to call each of us to keep that enduring heart, that heart that presses on so that the next generation can take a hold of the reason for which Jesus Christ took a hold of them. And it's been said that the church is always only one generation away from extinction. So we need to continue to declare and show who Jesus is and what he has done to the next generation. Our children need a space, they need a place, they need a church family where they can grow and experience Jesus, the fullness of who he is. Now I grew up in this church and I look back and I can point out people in this room as well who I'm so grateful for, who encouraged me even as a little child and as a teenager who encouraged me, who made room for me, who called me out. And I'm thankful beyond words to the people in this church who are doing the same thing for my children, like the older people and, and the ones not so much older than them, that are like big brothers and big sisters, role models, who are there loving on them and showing them who Jesus is. Church family matters. It really matters. So let's continue to be ones that champion the next generation and those to come. Many of you will have seen um, on social media recently what's been happening in the Asbury um, College 
over in America. And what's continued to kind of spread out into other college campuses in America, I think I heard you say maybe around 20, where there's just a real awakening to Jesus. Where the Spirit of God is being poured out, there's such a hunger in the youth and young adults. There is like worship that's just continued four days on end. There's repentance that's happening, like people coming up the front repenting, just giving God everything. Forgiveness, testimonies, prayer. Something beautiful is happening. I just want to say, let's start preparing our hearts for what God wants to do here in our region and in this place. And I want to say this, and I speak to myself as well, to all of us, being careful not to judge what God is doing. Being careful not to try and put it into a box of how we think it should look based on maybe our own experiences. The nation needs an outpouring. We need an awakening to the love of Jesus. Our youth need him. Our older people need him. We all need him. And let's just be specifically, though, that at this time, praying for our children, our youth, our young adults, and particularly of this church, and let's be ones that make room for them to grow and become all that God's called them to be. Now, let's be a people who live to create a faith legacy, an echo that reaches out and builds momentum to our great, 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 great grandchildren. So how do we do all that? <clears throat> what does this look like? How do we continue to grow the legacy? And the first thing I want to say is not actually on the screen. The first thing I want to say is grow your own relationship with Jesus. Make him Lord of your life. Surrender to him. Him first before anything else. First thing. The second thing, which is actually number one probably on our PowerPoint, is it we are planted in the house of God. Being planted in the house doesn't just look like coming to church on a Sunday, maybe once every four weeks, or ignoring life groups. It looks like prioritizing the gathering together. It looks like prioritizing doing life together in small groups. You know, just like family dinners, you know, when you get together with your own family, it's not the same if somebody's missing. It's the same here. It's not the same when somebody's missing. The second thing we need to do is we choose to love God and love one another. To be intentional in the fact that our love looks like a response. And I would encourage you to take hold of those one another's that was talked about last week. They're also on social media. And go, God, is there something in there that I need to be intentional about with my Thrive family? The third thing, we recognize that we are family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And in our family, just like in our own family units, we all work together. We all muck in together in serving each other. Our roles and responsibilities can look different. And I know in our family, sometimes some people are kind of relieved of some responsibilities for a while, depending on what's going on for them, depending where they're at. Some people carry more responsibilities. Some people carry less. But together... We carry the family, and together we each have a role. I encourage you to listen to Glenn's message from last week, and he talks in there about cruise ship, battleship. You can go back to that. But right now, I just want to welcome up my helpers on the stage this morning. So everybody that's got a sign, come on up to the front. 
Now, these incredible people represent different ministry areas at Thrive, all of which are very important. So come on up, team. Hold your signs high. Are you all going to fit? Do I need to move or are we good? Okay, come and come and close. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Hold it above my head. One more. Actually, I'm just going to come to the side because you need to see these people. <clears throat> All right. Can you read them down the back? Yeah? Each of these incredible people, and they are incredible because each one of these people are champions in the area that they are holding signs for. Well, that just means that basically he does everything. No, um, I'll explain more about that one in a minute. But each of these people are champions. Oh, look, one more. Here we go. <laughs> they're champions in what they're doing. And church, can we just put our hands together first of all and just cheer for these guys. Thank you so much for what you're doing. We really appreciate you. Now, as we draw to a close this morning, I want you just to look at all these signs. So they represent different things that happen in the heart of Thrive Church, different ministry areas. This one is here, and this is an ideal person to be holding it, my dad, because maybe there's something that is not up here that you're like, oh man, wouldn't it be amazing if we could do that? Or it also covers all sorts of other things that don't happen that maybe my incredible dad does, such as building maintenance and creating new spaces and all sorts of amazing things like that. So have a look at these. And just ask God, God, what are you saying to me? Where are you wanting me to be involved? And in the foyer after the service, you can see Janet um, or see one of these team who are on stage now. If you're interested in being involved in a life group or in a ministry area such as one of these, if you want to serve in a particular area or even if you just want to find out a little bit more about what they do, go and put your contact details down with them. You know, you can stay there. I'm just going to come back to the middle here. No, because you're just awesome to look at, Wayne. So just stay there. You are. You've got an incredible smile and you're an amazing man of God. So stay there. At Thrive, when we talk about serving, we say, what is your yes? You, you might not be able to be on the worship team, but maybe you can be on host. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm not going to let these guys have the microphone because they're each going to just like fight over the area. You might not be able to run a life group, but maybe you could host one. You might not be able to be on kids' ministry every fortnight. Maybe you can serve once a month. You might not be able to serve at youth, but maybe you can be on our prayer messenger group, which is a powerful group that we really appreciate. Maybe you can make a meal for someone. Maybe you can take someone to a hospital appointment. Maybe you can mow someone's lawn. We all have a, heart, a part to play. Together we're family. Together we're part of the body of Christ. Together we will grow and learn and show Jesus' love to each other and to the world. Because Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Let's just stand to our feet and we're just going to pray together as we conclude. The activation for this morning is to talk to Janet or to talk to one of these incredible people and ask how I can be involved yeah. What are you going to do, Finn? <laughs> Something amazing. 
All right, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we need you. We welcome you. We welcome you to come and continue to do what you're doing in our church, to bring to completion the good work um, that Jesus began in our lives. We surrender our lives again to you today. We surrender this church to you. And Jesus, we just say thank you for the plans and the purposes that you have for each one of us and for this church. God, we choose to be those ones who walk in love. We choose to be those who serve each other, who look out for each other, who encourage each other and pray for each other, who see the best in each other. God, may we be a people who make your name famous through the love that we carry for each other. And God, can you continue just to prepare our hearts for what you want to do in this place and in this region and in this nation? God, would you just gently smash any boxes that we've put you in and just speak to us, God, speak to our hearts. God, would you show us our part in this body of believers? And God, may you give us the power that we need so that together we will know and express how wide and high and deep is your love, that we will know this love and that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome church family. Have an amazing week. If you are new to Thrive, we would love to put a welcome pack into your hands to let you know a little bit more about us. They're available down the back of church or at info desk. A reminder that this next Sunday we have Pastor Chris and Ruth in the house and Chris will be ministering at night time for our business meeting for anyone who's interested in entrepreneurial kind of things, business sort of things. Um, otherwise come talk to one of these team, go speak to Janet um, out in the foyer area and we just declare God's blessing over you, over your family, over your week in Jesus name. Amen. <laughs>